0: Hello and welcome to the Healthy Gamer Girl podcast. I'm Liz, the Healthy Gamer Girl, and this is episode 26. As always, our little disclaimer, this podcast is informational in nature and is not intended to be taken as medical advice. I do not aim to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or condition. You should always talk to your medical practitioner before starting any new diet or health regimen. So today we're talking about happy hour, or really just about drinking in general. And you might be thinking, how does this relate to gaming? Or you might not care, that's also possible. But a lot of us tend to drink while playing games, and I know this because that was pretty much how I got through college, was hanging out with friends and having like a bunch of either beer or... Like, really cheap, crappy Canadian beer. I'm talking, like, Wildcat. It's awful. (laughs) Um, Or wine or whatever. Even just mixing drinks and doing a few dungeons or just playing in some form of PvP. It was just fun. It was a good way to relax. And I really don't see anything wrong with drinking while you play a game, if it's occasional and if it's not just kind of, like, a passive habitual thing. For instance, you're not just sitting there drinking beer without even realizing it while you're playing because it's just something happening in the background. I mean, that doesn't really do anything for you, so it's almost pointless. But other than that, if you're just drinking to have some fun or loosen up or because you really like the taste of beer or wine and you would like a glass or two or a bottle or two while you're playing, there's not that much wrong with it if you're completely healthy. Um, However, if you're trying to lose weight or if you have fitness and nutrition goals, there are a few things you might want to keep in mind. And today we're just going to talk a little bit about that. Basically, how to min-max your drinking so that you can still lose weight and still stay on track with your fitness plan, but also still enjoy yourself, still have a few beers. Um, First, I'd like to dispel a quick little myth, and that is that you can actually lose weight and still drink A lot of people are under the impression that as soon as they go on a diet, they have to cut out all types of alcohol or they just have to limit themselves to clear alcohols. I think that's like a Ron Swanson quote where he said clear alcohols are for women on diets, something like that. But that's sort of the general consensus is that you can't really enjoy yourself with a few glasses of wine while still being on a diet. And that's not really true. Yes, alcohol does have calories, but as long as you budget those into your meal plan, you should be all set. There are, of course, a few things to remember with alcohol. Um, for starters, alcohol is not metabolized by your digestive system in the same way that food does. It actually goes through a whole series of stages that take part in your liver and kidneys. So it's not in your stomach, it's not in your intestines, it's not at all. All processed like food is and because of this um, this alternate pathway alcohol cannot actually easily be stored as fat by your body and that's pretty neat Um, that is in part why some people who drink a lot um, don't seem to gain a lot of weight and it's probably because they're not really eating enough food to make up for the calorie difference and so their body's just burning the alcohol as fuel instead of storing it as fat. Um, Now, another thing about alcohol metabolism is that it actually blocks the oxidation of fat by up to 70%. And what this means is that dietary fat that you consumed while drinking will easily convert to stored fat. And this also means that your body will stop burning its fat stores for fuel. Now, that's... Because your body will preferentially use the alcohol as fuel over fat, carbs, or protein that you're actually eating. So until you've stopped drinking, you'll actually be storing most of the food that you eat, and your body's fat burning power will come to a halt. And again, that is fat oxidation, and it's a term that I'm sure you've heard before, but it basically just means the breakdown of fat. And you've Probably gathered this from the previous few sentences, but that can take the form of either fat that's broken down while, for instance, you exercise and your body is burning fat that's essentially fat oxidation but it's also referring to the fat that you consume and how your body breaks that down in your digestive system. So, again, while you're drinking, while the alcohol cannot really be stored as fat. And that doesn't mean the mixers or the sugar that's in the alcohol that for like in wine it just means the alcohol. But that same kind of like exciting thing where you're not storing the fat and calories from that alcohol kind of bites you in the butt because anything that you do consume with that alcohol will be stored. So, you really do have to be careful about that. Um Because alcohol is not really, I mean, it is technically a carbohydrate, but it's not a dietary carbohydrate in the way that we're used to thinking, it doesn't count for your macros for the day. So, well, if you're on a low-carb diet, for instance, or if you're watching your carbohydrates, you don't count alcohol towards that. However, you should still count all the sugar that might be with the alcohol or any other macros that are in the wine or the beer or whatever it is you're drinking, because those will be stored. And it's important to remember that. And you should also think about the calories that are in alcohol because your body will be burning those for fuel over any food you're eating. So you should definitely count that towards your main calorie intake for the day, especially if your goal is weight loss. If you don't really have any fitness goals, there's no need for you to be tracking your alcohol unless you notice you're steadily gaining weight and you're, you think it might be because of this. So We've talked a little bit about how alcohol is metabolized and how drinking kind of, it's it's weird <laughs> because you're not really storing the alcohol as fat, but you're also storing everything else as fat pretty rapidly. But we can also talk about how alcohol impacts your training and how it might impact your gym time. So aside from the short-term metabolic effects of drinking, you... We'll also notice that when you consume alcohol, you will have a reduction in testosterone levels. Now, testosterone is actually in men and women and is a hormone that's in charge of, or that is a part of, like muscle repair, for instance, and a lot of other, like, typically male features that we think of. But metabolism is also Im- impacted by testosterone. So if you have a decrease in testosterone, you're going to have a decrease in energy. And this is, again, more noticeable in males, but still worth noting that drinking will decrease your testosterone over time. Uh, It will also decrease your, I guess, your muscle building abilities. So when you go to the gym the next day after drinking a little bit, you might have a decreased output. And even if you don't notice it, there will be some sort of, on on a cellular level, there will be some decreased muscle building. There will be decreased muscle repair, um, decreased energy. And it's just not great for building muscle because as you know, that's metabolically active tissue and that will help you burn, burn more calories. So it's kind of a roundabout way that drinking might lower your calorie burning potential. Uh, another way is that alcohol is terrible for your sleep cycle. It basically just screws up your sleep all night um, and ensures that you don't actually have quality sleep, which again will lower your testosterone and will also lower your your body's metabolism. I know we talked on another podcast about the importance of sleep, about how people who don't sleep enough and don't get quality sleep, actually burn 15% fewer calories in a day and your body ends up eating more because your energy is so low and food is energy. So you're burning less, eating more, which again, not great for weight loss, not great for meeting your fitness goals and is another roundabout way that drinking can kind of screw with your weight loss. However, if you're not drinking a ton, and if you're not drinking all the time, then these things aren't really as important. Also, if you just drink with dinner or in the afternoon, not that I encourage like day drinking, but the timing does matter. So if you try to put as much time between your last drink and when you go to sleep as possible, your sleep will be better. Uh, Drinking a lot of water can also help you flush things out quicker, uh, can hydrate your body so you're not waking up in the middle of the night, which can, again, give you a better night's sleep, which will, again, raise your testosterone, or at least keep it at a normal level, and will allow your metabolism to function, as it should. So that's great. That's one way you can help yourself out a little bit. Now, I also want to talk about different types of alcohol. And I guess, what is the best way to drink while still meeting your fitness goals? So if your aim is to build muscle and decrease fat, or at least lose weight, you should pretty much be sticking to light beer, very dry wines, which is to say not sweet wines, or hard alcohols served without sugary mixers. So don't serve them with soda, basically. Um, in terms of beer, you should try to avoid heavy beers. And that doesn't necessarily mean dark beer because a lot of dark beers actually are pretty good on the carb count. You basically just want to find a beer that is lower in carbohydrates. Um, light beers are technically, I think the light refers to how much alcohol is in them. They usually have like a percentage, at least less than regular beers or heavy beers, but they also tend to be lower in carbohydrates. So this can help you stick on your meal plan or stick to your meal plan and stick to your calorie goals because you don't have the, the carbohydrates in the alcohol that are just being stored. You're, you're just drinking, you're basically storing less crap. Um, dry wines, that's the same principle. Some wines are super high in sugar, which is, again, just going to be stored as fat pretty quickly. Um, and you can have a sugary, again, like a sugary glass of wine here and there is not going to ruin your health goals. But if you want a few glasses of wine, or if you at least want to have the least amount of damage, you should definitely be drinking dry wines. Um, now, the a lot of people think that white wine contains more sugar than red wine and therefore will only gravitate towards red wines while they're on a diet. But This actually is not true. Um, Both red and white wines can be incredibly sweet and have a high amount of sugar, whereas red and white wines can also both be very dry. Same with rosé. Rosé does not necessarily mean very, very sweet. Um, There are a lot of very sweet rosés, but if you read the label and find one that is dry or very dry or extra dry or however they write that, then you should be all set. Now, you've probably figured this from the last two examples, but the best type of alcohol to drink for a diet plan is, in fact, hard alcohol. Ron Swanson is right. Um, now, in terms of hard alcohol, the color is not really important. There's kind of a belief that darker liquors actually contain sugar and more carbohydrates than clear liquors, but this is not true. and. In- in terms of unflavored, just plain liquors. Uh, It doesn't matter, matter whether it's dark or clear, there are no carbohydrates in just plain liquor. Now, once you get into flavored rums, like coconut flavored rum, there's probably a lot of sugar in that. Same with flavored vodkas. There's a million flavored vodkas on the market. And my guess is that they're all very high in sugar. So it's best to kind of stay away from these flavors and instead, mix with uh, flavored seltzer water that has no extra sugar because like a lot of mixers, again, are also very high in sugar and this will just store directly as fat. You don't want that. You want to try to have as much of a fun drinking experience as possible without packing on extra weight. Um, Now, if you don't want to just drink your, your alcohol neat or up, you can try mixing it with seltzer or club soda and a squeeze of lemon or lime juice for a little extra zing. Uh, You can also just put a splash of regular juice. Again, the few carbohydrates that are in an ounce of juice isn't really going to make too much of a huge difference. Um, The thing to avoid though is tonic water because while it seems like it's just like club soda, it's actually really high in sugar. I think a can of it is 32 grams of sugar, which is really, it's a lot. It's a lot of sugar for something that you're not really appreciating all that much. Um, Now, another interesting thing about mixers is they can impact your drinking in various ways. So there have been studies that have shown that carbonated mixers increase the rate at which alcohol is absorbed into your bloodstream. And the thinking behind this is that The bubbles expand, so the pressure of your stomach is increased, and it forces the alcohol out through the stomach lining faster. Um, I think that's pretty interesting, and it basically just means that you will feel drunker faster consuming a drink made with a carbonated mixer as opposed to a flat mixer, so like a vodka cranberry will not get you drunk as fast as a vodka tonic. Kind of fun. Um... The type of liquor doesn't really matter in terms of the effect while drinking, but there is a slight difference because of the, the, like, I guess they're basically the color compounds in alcohol, but it's very similar to, uh, like for instance, color compounds in in food, which are anthocyanins or polyphenols, but the color compounds in alcohol or liquors is called a congener or congener, I guess. I'm not really sure how that's pronounced, but C-O-N-G-E-N-E-R. And I want to say congener, but I definitely don't think that's it. But those are the compounds that are found in various alcohols and they're from how the liquor was fermented. So if it was fermented in a barrel, then these are the compounds that were extracted from that barrel and became part of the alcohol. And a lot of people claim that various alcohols affect them in various ways, and there actually have been studies that have shown that this is probably not true and that this is just all in your head, and that while mixing these alcohols with various types of mixers can impact your experience, it's most likely that these different flavor compounds kind of tell your brain to feel a different way or trigger... The memory or the emotion in a different way. So, tequila might not actually make you feel feisty so much as you have all of these experiences of having that fiesta kind of mood going on while you're drinking margaritas. And so, you in your brain think, Oh, tequila, happy fiesta time. And from now on, whenever you have tequila, that's what you're thinking. So it doesn't really matter what type of hard alcohol you drink, they all more or less impact you in the same way. But if you mix them with a carbonated beverage, you will feel drunk faster. And this actually also applies to champagne. So I, for one, actually do notice it with champagne that it tends to make me feel tipsy pretty quickly. And this is scientifically proven. But again, carbonated beverages, it doesn't actually impact the nutritional aspect of the hard alcohol, there are still zero carbs in the hard alcohol, it won't make you more skinny or less skinny to drink your alcohol with a carbonated beverage, it's just really interesting to think about, and important to note that you might feel drunker faster. So, the final thing I want to talk about is eating with alcohol, and we mentioned before that fat, protein, carbohydrates, all of that will pretty much just be stored Directly as fat while you're drinking because your body can only metabolize one at a time um, or can only burn one at a time, really. So it's important to think about your food choices when you're drinking. Now, typically, bar food is fried, it's really fatty, it's full of cheap carbohydrates, um, it doesn't fill you, it's salty, it makes you want to drink more, it makes you want to eat more. It's bad news bears. However, you can kind of avoid that kind of situation by either eating before you go or just bringing your own snack. Like I am actually that loser who will just bring my own food out if I feel like I need to. Um, I try to bring foods that are high in protein for a couple of reasons. One, protein uh, helps to rebuild muscle for starters. Um, two, protein is actually really difficult for your body to break down. Not really difficult, but more difficult for your body to break down and therefore store. Um, if you've ever heard of the thermic effect of protein, it's basically because um, your body has to work harder to break it down, so you don't store as much of it as fat. And because protein has four calories per gram as opposed to fat, which has nine calories. So all things being equal, if you're storing all of these calories the same way while you're eating them, Regardless of whether you're on a low carb diet or in a ketogenic state, it's better to go with the lower, the uh, lower calorie option. Uh, now, in terms of carbohydrates, again, four calories per gram as opposed to the nine in fat, it's still best not to go for the cheap, crappy carbohydrate options of candy or French fries or just all of these foods which will digest. Very quickly and restored very quickly. Um, I would still recommend more complex carbohydrates. So, if you have to, vegetables are a great option. I know nobody wants to eat vegetables while they're drinking, sorry. But, veggies are a great option because they're relatively low in carbohydrates, but they're also high in fiber. So, it takes longer for things to hit your bloodstream. They take longer to break down, they'll keep you fuller. So, again, Protein, vegetables, that's ideal food for drinking. Um, I I know that nobody's really going to stick with that as much as they want to because while a protein bar is easy to pack with you, you're not really going to bring a salad to a bar, which is fine. But it is important to keep that in mind that if you're on a diet and it is really important to you to stick with your macros, that thinking of the types of foods you're eating can really help you out. So you just want to store the least amount of fat while you're drinking so that your body can burn it off rapidly after you stop drinking. I hope that this was at least somewhat informative. Again, I don't really condone binge drinking at all or a ton of passive drinking while playing a video game. But if you want to go to a happy hour every once in a while or have a few drinks while you're hanging out with your guilds, then there's nothing wrong with that. You can still stick to your fitness goals and even lose weight. So as always, if you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear them. You can find the show notes for this podcast at healthygamergirl.com slash show notes. You can use that same link to contact me with any questions or comments. Um, you can also find me on iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean where you again can review or leave comments. Anything makes me all happy. Um, And I hope you guys have a great week.